Where the travel agents coming to you with tips, tricks, interviews, and voyages by cruise. The travel agents bringing you the latest travel news. Hey, I'm Brian. And I'm Will. And we're your hosts for the Travel Agent Podcast. Today, we're headed down south to an L shaped state. Which was always easy to recognize when I was doing like uh, map quizzes for the U.S. because it was an L for yeah. Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Capital, not New Orleans. It's no, it's not Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, probably Baton. <laughs> We're going to take you to. Speaking of mispronunciations, New Orleans. Yeah, I went to New Orleans. Now, did you hear it, Nolans? Is uh, that true? I didn't pick up on it to be yeah. honest. I wasn't listening for it. Right, but uh, maybe. Uh, maybe my wife can attest to that. I don't know. Did you hear anything? I feel like it was somewhere in the middle because I, I just tried to pay attention to the Lyft drivers that we took. Yeah. I feel like they are the, the source. They are. They're the authentic so source. I feel like it was a good in between. No one corrected you. New Orleans. But they knew right away that you weren't from there. Yeah. Well, I tried yeah. not to say it because I knew if I said, um, yeah, we're, we're really enjoying New Orleans <laughs> that they would take us for tourists right away as if the Lyft didn't. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. It's good to have your wife on this podcast, Will. Kristen, thanks for being here. Yeah. yeah. You went with Will to New Orleans Yeah, for a few days. Yeah, we went for, uh, I guess, four nights, right? Three I think nights. four nights. Three yeah, three nights. Into, you flew into New Orleans airport, airport code MSY. That's Michael Sierra Yankee. Named after John Moissant. <laughs> oh, yeah. The he great was aviator. Uh, the great aviator of the late 1800s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, this this city is kind of wild. We, we, we think of Bourbon Street. We think of craziness. We think of um, graveyards with graves above the ground. We think of all sorts of crazy seafood. Um, just kind of a crazy party scene as well as Mardi Gras. Um, and the... I want to say it's the Mississippi River. Yeah, that, that's right. Um, it's where it finishes, or I guess starts, depending on where you. Oh, that's ooh, a good question. Which way does it go? But there are riverboat cruises that start and end in New Orleans and do uh, seven night round trips. Those are uh, those are really popular, as well as cruises that'll even stop there for Mardi Gras and let you into New Orleans for a few days. But um, we're eager to hear about this city. What's going on here? What did you experience? What are you going to recommend? Really eager to hear your thoughts, Will and Kristen, and I'd like to get started with our defining words. Let's do it. Here's three words to help you. Here's our defining words. So this was actually kind of hard because um, there are a lot of things I can define New Orleans, but I did meant, uh, I did get it down to three. And the first one is kind of obvious, and it's jazz. And I mean, it's really interesting because Kristen and I are not uh, big fans of jazz. Okay. Oh man, the people are going to come for us now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but, you haven't found the the right jazz for you. No, I think that it actually is. That's a yeah, good point yeah. because I think it's not something that like I turn on the jazz station on you know Spotify in the car. Right. right. But when you're actually there and the live music. Um, cause it's Absolutely. playing in the, in the jazz clubs and on the right. streets and, um, it has a lot more character to it. It has a face to it and you can feel it's just fun. I felt yeah. like it was super fun. I really enjoyed every time that we, uh, heard a jazz musician, regardless yeah. if it was one person playing a saxophone on the street or a group of like 10 guys that had, um, got together a group. Like it was always fun. Yeah, there can be some really impromptu bands uh, just playing. And it's really cool. Like, you can just be walking along at night and in the distance, you just hear some jazz music playing or, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. clarinet, saxophone. Yeah, you know, no, jazz those. instruments. No, I was going to say, yeah, I don't, those are drums. Drums. Instruments. Yeah, drums. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a bourbon. You have a guitar. Yeah. 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 So you can, like, yeah, you can either walk on <laughs> Frenchman Street and there are these dedicated jazz clubs. Okay. And you can find a few of them on Bourbon Street, but that's what Frenchman Street's really known is known for oh. is jazz clubs. But uh, even if you don't go to either of those streets, you're going to come across live jazz just walking around the city. And it's so cool. Yeah. And that's nice. coming from people, like you said, that are not normally people who listen to jazz just on their every day. So I feel like that's that speaks to how fun it is. Yeah, absolutely. And 
Louis Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, Louis Armstrong, which is who the airport is named after now, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, he's a very famous uh, musician. There's also Louis Armstrong Park, um, which Bourbon Street kind of feeds into. Okay. Um, we didn't get a chance to walk around in there. It was closed, I'm guessing, because of COVID. I'm not exactly sure. Sure. But we couldn't walk around in it. But it looked like kind of cool from a distance. It was right next to our Airbnb. I mean, it was real walkable from our Airbnb. Louis was born in New Orleans, 1901. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Played the trumpet, right? That's kind of his. Yes, trumpet. Very cool. But uh, my second defining word is alcohol for more reasons than one. Uh, What's really cool about New Orleans is actually you can walk around the city with alcohol in hand. It's open container. Yeah, Yeah. it's open container. It's the opposite of of a dry city. (laughs) Yeah, it's the opposite of a dry city. Call it a wet city? city? I've never heard of wet city. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I I mean, you could call it a wet city for, you know, yeah. (laughs) There's only 10 cities in the United States that has, um, that has open container. Las, or sorry, not open Las container. Las Vegas but, has got to be one. Yeah, Las Vegas. Well, should we try to name them all? <laughs> uh, Las Vegas, Memphis, New Orleans. Wow. There's only one other major city. The Nashville. other one are like Nashville. No. No, Memphis was the only one in Tennessee. Okay. But yeah, the other ones. Uh, there's one major city that I know I'm forgetting, it's and then the other ones like are just Phoenix like little or something. towns. No. Not sure. You I'm can look it. it up. I'm on it. Um, but yeah, so you can walk around. You can grab a drink, and uh, as long as it's not glass. You can walk around anywhere in the city and just drink. And it's pretty cool. But it's also kind of creates a party atmosphere. Bourbon Street is definitely a party street. And that's putting it lightly. Yeah. It's pretty rambunctious. It kind of has the ambiance of a frat party. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But yeah. Did you find it? Savannah, Georgia. Savannah. How could I forget? I love Savannah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's probably, it's not just alcohol. There are a couple things. Hurricanes and hand grenades. Which are alcoholic beverages. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about hurricanes and about our experience with our hurricane. But um, yeah, there's these uh, drinks called grenades and hurricanes and they're pretty heavy in the uh, liquor department. Um, Are they full of sugar? Yes. Yeah. So is it one of those where you're sitting down drinking it comfortably? Like, oh, this is kind of tasty. Then you stand up and. Yeah. It sneaks up on you. Lights out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't. Know who you are. Grenades didn't taste like it had like a lot of alcohol in it. But make sure you know your friends have a. Have a designated driver, designated Uber driver. That's, yeah, that's why they call right. it a walkable city. Not anything to do with the fact that you know you can walk everywhere. It's that like you have to walk everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> drink so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, my last defining word is actually Creole. Yeah, which uh, yeah, it's interesting. Kristen, you did a little bit of research on it, and you put it pretty pretty well. Can you tell the people what Creole means? Well, I always had the. I don't know why I found it to be synonymous with. Cajun, and it's not because people will say like Creole or Cajun food, but the actual yeah. word Creole is basically just children of immigrants. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Like, yeah. You're like they refer to so people that came over from Spain, France, mm-hmm. um, kind of Africa. It was their children, so not the actual migrants. That came exactly. Over. Yeah. It had, I think it had some sort of political motive. Yeah. Um, but it, that's not what it, it what it means now. It's more of just an encompassing cultural uh, meaning. So, like, there's all of these kind of cuisines that come from Creole culture. Sure. And that does make up a lot of New Orleans cuisine scene, um, whether it be fried chicken or how, how they cook the fried chicken or how they do um, alligator or crawfish and all these other kind of yeah. items that's synonymous with uh, New Orleans food food scene but creole is just it's everywhere and it has this huge impact on the city i know and i'm just kind of curious what the tie is with haitian creole i know oh, in, yeah. haiti, in haiti they speak haitian creole as well as french i'm just kind of curious i know that there's a a tie with french and new orleans the name new orleans is french french yeah yeah um it's interesting i'm not sure uh new orleans was founded by the french in 1718 but it also they changed hands quite a few times between the french and the spanish before it was bought by the united states in the louisiana purchase the louisiana purchase the louisiana purchase we all learned about that and (laughs) it's like what on earth was that that's a a, yeah we bought it like we bought alaska or something yeah i thought it was like uh, something like wasn't it super cheap it was Got something it. like twenty six million or something. No, the equivalent of twenty six million today or something. I forget. It was like super low. Yeah. But um interesting. Yeah, because of that influence from the French, from the Spanish, 
15 million, 15 million. Wow. Um, yeah, it just makes up this huge cultural uh, impact on the city. Mm. And then you have the African influence that's brought in with the United States buying uh, Louisiana. If you wanted me to read the actual definition that pops up when you Google it, I know yeah. you're about to ask. Yeah, please. Um, it says, it's a person of mixed European and black descent, especially in the Caribbean. Okay. Yeah, that would. So that would definitely cover the the Haitian. Yeah, Haiti. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that's all I have for defining words. I'm eager to hear your highs and lows, specifically your highs. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about it, man. Sometimes things are good, sometimes they're bad too. It's highs, lows, highs, lows coming to you. It's a city full of water. There's lakes, there's a river. You have the Gulf of Mexico right there, and then you have swamps. So if you want your water fix, you really got it. So. Kick it off with your highs. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's a great introduction to uh, my high. Uh, so Kristen is a huge fan of kayaking. So I wanted to mix kayaking with a tour to the swamp. And I think kind of like, I've always kind of thought of swamps as something that would be like disgusting or yeah. gross, yeah, you know, no, kind of synonymous with that. something as swampy, I'm not like, that's something I want to yeah. partake in. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I saw pictures of it and I was like, whoa, this looks kind of, pretty i definitely want to go see this see it for myself so we did we did a uh kayak tour to manchac swamp which was like i think 30 minutes outside of new orleans okay and it was just so cool we got to see so many different kinds of wildlife uh specifically alligators alligators were you actually saw alligators yeah 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 in kayaks yeah in In kayaks kayaks. i would have been terrified why why did they were cute they were they were tiny yeah we didn't see any uh, full-grown alligators. What our tour Do guide die on this tour? And <laughs> they've never had an accident. Apparently, well, they said that you know, no one just who's had... ever died didn't. They didn't have like a bad review. You know? <laughs> so no one reviewed that they had died on the tour. So that was their justification and comfort. So yeah, yeah. The, the tour guide said something like uh, alligators grow a foot long for every year that they live, or something, up until a certain length. So like if you see an alligator that's like three feet long, it's only three years old. Okay. So we only saw that was about the average, like three. Yeah. I think we saw one like kind of hidden. That was maybe like six feet, but he, they were all just, they just wanted the sun. They could care less about us. So they're scared of you or something. Yeah. I don't know if they're scared. I don't want to say that. They definitely are. What you sneezed and scared the one away. I got so mad. Okay, a spider crawled onto my face, and I batted it out of my face, and it scared the alligator. <laughs> do, do you think your guide like had a gun just in case one of them just got your arm while you were? No, kind he of absolutely paddling? loved animals. He would he would have gladly let us die to save the animal. Yeah. <laughs> my gosh. No. Were you no, nervous I mean, at all during this? Not not even a little bit. Okay. No, no. it was really cool. Um, yeah, we got to see alligators, we got to see turtles. I think we saw a swamp rat. Well, even the, like, yeah, the, the wildlife was cool, but even the surroundings, yeah. um, hey, cypress trees, yeah. Spanish moss, yeah. very different wow. flora, fauna. We got to like push through, like, I don't want to say lilies cause it, they're not lily pads, but they're water, something, some sort of water plant. And we pushed through them yeah. to get deeper into the swamp. And that was just really cool because the, wow. the, the waterway got really narrow and it just, we were kind of like more ingrained into the swamp as we sure. got to do the tour. And that was a really cool experience. Yeah. It wasn't as so much on the open water mm-hmm. anymore. So that like was, a little bit of a maze. Cause you go through and there are these standing cypress trees, which is the national or not national, the state mm-hmm. state tree, state tree, because it's so oily that it can withstand, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't rot. Um, so it would just wow. be standing trees. Yeah. Okay. How, so, long, how long was the tour? A couple hours? Oh, uh, it was two hours. So it wasn't too bad. Um, it's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we weren't super exhausted afterwards or anything like that. It was, yeah. it was really cool, really informational. Highly recommend it. I would like to do that. Yeah. Good way yeah. to see everything for a couple hours, doing something nice to kind of break up the drinking and the food, sure. food themed thing. So it, <laughs> right. I would definitely recommend. Yeah. Do that or do an airboat ride. Uh, later on in the show, we have an interview with, uh, Debbie yeah. from, uh, Pelican tours, Pelican, New Orleans, yeah, Pelican, New Orleans. And, um, yeah, she gives some suggestions for uh, some really good tours that are related to swamp tours and stuff. So sure. 
Um, but yeah, that was a really cool uh, experience. And speaking um, of food, yeah, really yeah. eager to hear. I told you, I said, do Cafe Du Monde. Yeah, absolutely. That was the first thing that we did. And there are several Coke locations. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. You always absolutely. take advice when it comes to food. fried dough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how do you screw how, how could you even screw it up? You know? Yeah, no. Right. Uh, yeah, so there are like uh there there are locations for Cafe du Monde all over the place, but the most famous one is the one next to Jackson Square. I only thought there was one. There's more than one. There's cafe. more now, yeah. Oh, There's one in the airport. Okay. There's one um in that City was, Park. That was smart. Yeah. There there are at least three places that I know of. Okay. Um, but it's really cool. Uh you just take a stroll to Jackson Square, get a beignet, listen to some live jazz. A a What's a beignet? Yeah, that's a Kristen, great question. Can you explain what it is. Well, I'm so glad that you asked me. I thought it was like a donut. People, I don't know when I say people, the Food Network made it seem like a donut. I would compare it to a funnel cake. It's like a funnel cake meets okay. a donut. It's like funnel cake. <laughs> but yeah. In a, in a ball format. Oh, do you put the whole thing in your mouth or just like bite into it? Just bite into just it. Just bite into it. All right. Yeah. I'm sure it probably it was up for debate, but the civilized person would. Fork and knife it. Yeah. Oh gosh, no. That's a better way to scream you're a tourist. I mean, you're going to get yeah, covered in powdered sure. sugar. You're, just embrace it. <laughs> um, they're also known for their coffee too. Cafe Alou, Cafe Ale. What? How do you say the yeah. Cafe Ale? Cafe Ale. Yeah. 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 Famous for the coffee and chicory blend. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but that's not all with uh, food. Yeah. We also got to go to this place uh, called Hot Tin. It was a rooftop bar at the hotel Pontchartrain. And uh, cool. that was really interesting because we got to just have a meal on top of this hotel and see views of the city. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Throwback to our Philadelphia episode. Was there a dress code? That is a great question. Um, no, not for this one. I mean, you can't wear flip flops or like athletic shorts or anything like that, but you don't have to wear a jacket, got a it. suit and jacket or anything. Uh, some restaurants in New Orleans definitely have some of those kind of dress codes so yeah. um my advice to you is to uh make sure what the dress code is for a restaurant that you're interested in because sure. there are a lot of them that have i don't want to say strict dress codes but you might need a if suit yeah and we did everything in a carry-on so yeah that kind of limited what we can do is commander's no. palace yeah that's yeah it's jacket uh you need a jacket that's for a very it popular place that people go to eat so we didn't go there because of that but that's no excuses. Wear your suit jacket on the plane. <laughs> Wear yeah. your slacks on the plane. Always be ready to. You got to be committed. Palace. Wear your dress yeah. on the plane. Listen, I save some dress. But my favorite experience and favorite meal came from a place called Dookie Chase. Well, and you were so excited to tell me about Dookie Chase. I love the history here. I'm eager for you to tell our listeners, yeah, what you learned about Dookie Chase. I think you could honestly do an episode just on Dookie Chase because it has such a rich history, but I'll try and sum it up. Um, it was led by a woman named Leah Chase who passed away last year at the age of 96, I believe, who was still cooking in the kitchen up until her death. Um, she she ran that kitchen, ran Dookie Chase for something like 70 years. It was named after her husband. And this place is such an iconic location. Leah, Leah Chase is such an iconic uh person of new orleans that it's it's worth going just for that but there's more to it she was the inspiration to uh princess and the frog the disney movie right uh princess that came tiana. out a few years ago yeah princess tiana she was the inspiration for that uh dookie chase was also uh, a location for a civil rights movement uh in the 60s mlk uh had meetings there along with some other civil rights uh leaders Sorry, Princess and the Frog, Disney movie, 2009, starring Princess Tiana, Yeah, one of the 15 Disney princesses yeah. at the time of yeah. this recording. <laughs> That's how cool she is. She was an inspiration for a Disney princess. Really Honestly, cool. one of my favorite Disney movies. Goals. You two have to watch it. We would definitely oh. want to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, way to call us out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing you right under the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> at the time of you listening to this, we have watched The Princess and the Frog, I promise. Yeah, we'll make you're going to make that commitment right now. I yeah, am. absolutely. I want to see both your hands up over your <laughs> But if right. you go to Dookie Chase, I recommend the fried chicken. It was delicious. I loved every bite of it, and I didn't want it to stop. And I highly recommend it. So good. Tell us about your lows. 
So, uh, okay. Um, you know, every city is kind of smelly to some degree, but, um, what's, uh, interesting with new Orleans is that, uh, it has a pretty shallow water table. Sure. So water kind of rises. Uh, new Orleans has a drainage problem because of its water table. It's surrounded by water. So water can sometimes sit and be stale and kind of be gross. Yeah. And you mix that with a lot of drunk people vomiting on occasion, specifically in bourbon street, it kind of mixes f- for somewhat putrid odor at some points. Yeah. Um, and weed is also legalized there. So there is, there are people constantly smoking in the, in the region as well. So this could be a high for some people. It could be a high for some people and it's absolutely a, you know, a unique thing, but, (laughs) but in terms of you, you get kind of tired of it, of smelling it, just like walking around and smelling the smell, but it's a pretty, you know, it's a small low. It's not, it's not a, break for the city at all uh it's just something to keep in mind but with that said um there bourbon street has a lot of uh pros depending on who you ask but keep in mind uh this can be a low for some people depending on who you are bourbon street has the atmosphere sort of like a frat party at night just expect a ton of drunk people it's going to be a concentrated area of alcohol of strip clubs of, uh, of restaurants, of jazz clubs, but it has, don't be, don't be, uh, surprised if you see a, a, a naked person or two. So if you have kids, don't go down bourbon street at night right. unless you're okay with them. How about you don't experience the that. It's still really crowded and it still has that party atmosphere, but it is subdued. Like I, we didn't see anyone, like we didn't see any girls flashing or anyone doing anything to that degree, but there are definitely drunk people still around. Um, uh, any good street performers, uh, on bourbon street? Uh, I don't recall. It might've been too loud. Those are more on, what was the other street? Uh, Frenchman street. Is that kind of where you saw a better street performance? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. If you go to Frenchman street, you'll absolutely see live music. Okay. Whether it be in the, like the jazz club Yeah. or yeah, on the street, on the side of the street. I like it. Yeah. And I mean, it's still worth to check out bourbon because yeah, it's, I recommend it's seeing it. Yeah, and there was still we got to see some um, cool jazz clubs. We were sure. able to stop in and yeah, there there is one jazz club that I really liked. Uh, it's called Preservation Hall, and I don't know. I liked it probably because we didn't have to wait in line to get into <laughs> it, and it was kind of like okay, yes, we finally got to go in, see some jazz, yeah. sit down, have a drink. It was very. It was a much more relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. And I did read that it was like one of the more family friendly like locations. Yeah. And even though it was on Bourbon Street. So uh, if you have kids and you want to see some live jazz, like Preservation Hall, go there during the day um, and you'll get to see some see see some jazz. Well, similar to you two, I'm really I would never put on jazz in my car or do a jazz station on Spotify. My dad loved jazz growing up. He put it on and I always enjoyed it when he put it on. But I will say what really turned me on the jazz was seeing it live. Yeah. It's very different than seeing it recorded. It really Absolutely. Is. Yeah, yeah because it's it's very creative. It's impromptu. And they really put on a show. It's it's just really it's great did. to watch. It was interactive. Stand up bass. A little bit. Yep. They really wanted yeah. you to get involved. Yeah. They, you could yeah. tell the musicians enjoyed the feedback of when people were dancing oh, yeah. and it felt like I could see how it would be good, like for good. communities oh, yeah. and everyone involved. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, um, no risque lyrics. You have to guard your kids' ears from either. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That I know of. <laughs> that takes it for our lows. You did a great job. I give you an A plus on your feedback. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. But I need your tips. Well, let's get into it. Tips from the travel agents. Rent a car. Don't rent a car. Rent a car. Don't rent a car. What do you think? Oh, okay. So it depends. Um, if you want to save some money and you don't want to do a tour to like maybe a plantation or something, uh, maybe rent a car for a day, uh, plan ahead and just rent a car for a day. Uh, we did not. We did, we did not. not. And I regret it only because I wanted to see, I wanted to go on a plantation. I wanted, I wanted to see the plantations. Sure. Um, and I didn't really want to spend the extra money for a tour. Um, and we, we couldn't lift there or Uber there because they say that they won't pick you up. They, they, there won't be any in the area to pick you up. So you either need to go with a tour 
or you need to uh, rent a car. Rent a car, sure. Yeah, so uh, it does give you a little bit of options. There's a national park, like I think 45 minutes or so 60 minutes uh, in the from New Orleans. So uh, if you're interested in seeing that, you, you would probably need to uh, rent a car or yeah. again, book a tour. So if you want to make a day of it, just rent a car and do it. But would you need it for the entire time of uh, your trip? Uh, probably not. There's a lot of one ways and the areas uh, around Bourbon Street and the French Quarter are super populated and you're going to be in the French Quarter if you go to New Orleans. It's almost guaranteed uh, and it's pretty difficult to find a parking spot. And it's pretty difficult to drive around and navigate. Right. And our, uh, our, our interview, she talks about that a little bit more too. And a little bit more, uh, the crazy street names. Yeah. It's yeah. To, yeah. It's interesting to hear, hear yeah. about. So if you're looking for more information on that, stay tuned. But talking about the French quarter, I have to say, don't just stay in the French quarter. It's okay. pretty easy. If you go to new Orleans to just want to stay in that area because it's so famous, there's all these really, on. yeah, there's a lot going on. You have bourbon street, you have Royal street, you have, yeah, a lot of shops and all these things. But if you stay in just the French Quarter, you're going to be missing out on a lot. You'll be uh, missing out on something like uh, some of the streetcars that you can take into Midtown or Garden City. Yeah. Um, What's so, the Superdome? The Superdome is uh, it's it's where the New Orleans Saints play. It's the it's uh, it's their Quicken Loans or Rocket uh, Arena, right? So yeah, it's their football stadium. That. Appreciate the Cleveland analogy. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, it yeah. comes to sports. You'd be very direct with me. You know? Yeah, or maybe some people now know that you know Cleveland's what is it? Quicken Loans is yeah. Never mind. Oh yeah, like Edith we're educating Adam. people on Cleveland every episode. Right. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> any plug we get? Standard. It's Rocket Arena now. Uh, any? Wait, is it really? Yeah, oh, Rocket Mortgage oh, Arena. Right. My bad. When was that change? Recently? Oh, I don't know. Okay, Probably during bad. like COVID or something. Tell me about museums. What's going on with museums in New Orleans? Oh, yeah. So there's quite a few museums. Again, this is another regret. Um, yeah, I regret not doing uh, one of the museums. So you can either do something like a, a death museum, <laughs> where like the name suggests is a museum dedicated to death. Wow. Or you can do some things that are more catered to uh, learning about New Orleans, whether it be Mardi Gras World, which has all these... Uh, floats that are used in uh, Mardi Gras or yeah. anything related to Mardi Gras. You can go to Mardi Gras World and learn more about that. Or you can go to the Cabido or Cabildo, maybe. Uh, it's right next to St. Paul Cathedral uh, in the Jackson Square area. And it was uh, basically the state house uh, for the Spanish. And so you can go in there. You can learn more about Louisiana and uh, New Orleans as a whole, but the most popular museum by far is the World War II Museum. It's like a huge campus, and they have dedicated uh, museums to each campaign. So there's the Eastern Front, the Pacific Campaign, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I really, really wish I would have done that. I'm a huge fan of learning about World War II. So yeah. if you're interested in World War II, I think that's the museum you have to go to. I actually just a quick plug on museums. I have just been fascinated with some museums I've been to around the world. And I, sure. think, I think growing up, we go to museums that just aren't that exciting and we get the, or we just, we have a tour guide who takes us through at a pace that's cringingly slow and we yeah. just get a bad, museums get a bad rep. Yeah. I remember, it's interesting you said a museum about New Orleans. Well, Mardi Gras World is called. Yeah, um, there's Mardi Gras World and then there's one like New Orleans and Louisiana as a whole. Okay, right on. I remember in New York City, my mom and I went to the Museum of New York, and it was awesome. Really? It's really cool. So an idea about like, and I never would have thought, go to a museum about a city. So I would be interested to hear about that museum. Sure, yeah. That would definitely be something I would want to do next time, because there's so much history there Yeah. that a yeah. Google search won't do it justice. Sure, sure. So do some sort of tour, get some history from a tour guide who knows, knows what they're talking about. I like it. I like it. Tell me about Canal Street and what are these infamous streetcars? I'm thinking like, should I be picturing like a San Francisco Bay? Like, uh, Oh yeah. One of the trolleys there. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Um, so it's on rails. It's on rails. Yeah. Uh, they cost a dollar 25 per person per ride, or you can pay $3 for the jazzy pass. And have unlimited access for the entire day. Nice. Um, and you can download an app, the uh, RTA app for New Orleans. 
and you can put everything in there. Uh, but what the streetcars do, the streetcars, I think there's two or three of them that run from Canal Street and they either run on uh, uh, Canal Street to um, Garden City or uh, Canal Street to the Midtown area. And um, it's a really fun, easy way and cheap way mm-hmm. to get to some of these popular areas that are miles away from the city center. So if you're staying in French Quarter, yeah. you're not walking to Garden City unless you want to dedicate a whole day. Right. But you can walk over to Canal Street and then jump on the streetcar and then within 45 minutes, you're there for $1.25. Very cool. And it's a cool experience because it's a moving uh, landmark. Yeah. So uh, really cool. Really, really recommend it just for riding in the streetcar, really. Yeah. It's a nice break from walking a lot and Mm. you can sit and enjoy the breeze and the views. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For our Jewish or kosher listeners... What on earth are they going to eat in New Orleans? Are they stuck to beignets? <laughs> Almost, but not quite. I don't know if stuck would be the right word. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, I will say that finding a menu without uh, shellfish, catfish, alligator, turtle, or pork was pretty difficult. Uh, most menus were probably 90% those items. Okay. They might have like one beef dish. Um, if you're lucky, they'll have that famous fried chicken. If you're going to a place that's known for the fried chicken. So vegetarians and vegans, this will be, this will be tough. Oh yeah. On it. Yeah. Vegetarian even was pretty, pretty hard to find some, some things. I mean, you might be lucky and you might find like, yeah, yeah. You might get one or two items, uh, per menu per place. Yeah. They've got salads. Did you do banana foster? No, Uh, no, so when I was there, I did bananas, bananas foster, banana foster, whatever. At Brennan's. I think so. Yeah. Right on Bourbon Street? Yep. Oh. They, no. Maybe it wasn't. No, Maybe. it was a block or... T- Wait, was this really far from Bourbon Street? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it's it's in the French Quarter. Brennan's is really known for Bananas Foster. There, there was live music there. I remember it was great. Anyways, yeah. Go figure. Live music. <laughs> yeah, they was brought there a out, bar beside it, too? Mm-hmm, like, there was oh. alcohol in inside of it, too. <laughs> oh, you wow. Could definitely get, the same yeah, place. Yeah. Anyways, they brought out the whole thing, and it was a show. So it was all special. Tell me about safety. Did you feel nervous walking around? Did you go down dark alleys? Uh, would you Would you have been scared alone, Kristen? How about you, Will? I I would have felt uncomfortable if Kristen was alone in the area um, at night, at least. Um, there are New Orleans has a reputation for being pretty dangerous. Um, it's definitely uh, known that you should not walk down some of the dark, secluded areas even as close to Bourbon Street. Yeah. So be careful of where you're going at times, uh, if you can travel as a group. But um, there are also a lot of drunk people, so that can also sure. throw some throw some things in the mix. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just be careful. Just be careful where you're going. Let's talk about something pretty now. Absolutely. City Park. Yeah, this was prob- my, probably one of my favorite things in New Orleans. Definitely one of the most uh, visually appealing parts of New Orleans was City Park. It's this area in the city, and it's an urban park, and it's larger than Central Park in New York yeah. City. It's large. Yeah. It's really large. You can see all kinds of animals there, too. You can see alligators. If you don't want to go out to the bayous <laughs> and you just want to stay in the city, you can go to City Park. And uh, there's a bayou there in the park, yeah. and you can find some alligators if you're lucky. I'll, I will say it's probably harder, but they are there and you can see other kinds of wildlife and they have just gorgeous trees. Um, trees are not my repertoire, but uh, are those the same street, same type of trees that we saw in the, the yeah, swamp? Cypress. Yep. Cypress. Yeah. It's really cool. And there's actually sure. an amusement park for kids nice. in the park. So also Cafe Dumont. So, Hey, if you want to mm-hmm. just, uh, you could honestly probably spend a day there. Yeah, it's yeah. super cool. And uh, I regret only having spent two hours there. Yeah, it's definitely nice to just, once again, kind of break up the views and get more nature. And Sure. Yeah. I think it's like uh, maybe several miles uh, from the city center. Like when I say city center, I'm talking the French Quarter. So if you don't have a car, you probably can't get a tour to City Park. You're probably going to need to get a Lyft or an Uber driver there, but you will be able to get back. Tell me about Royal Street. Ooh, yeah. I really liked Royal Street. And in terms of 
my favorite area in the French Quarter, Royal Street's probably mine. I'm really interested in art, and there are a lot of art ex- uh, exhibitions there. Sure. And there was a really cool place uh, called MS Rao, mm-hmm. which was an art exhibition, but also treated as like a museum as well. Oh, you cool. can go there and you can see all of these famous artifacts and pieces of art. And if you're rich enough, you can buy these things. I mean, there are uh, Andy Warhol paintings for $3 million. So if you're interested in that, that kind, of, wow. kind of thing, but even if you're just interested in seeing some of the opulence on display, it's really interesting. Yeah. Nice. So let's do a quick recap of all the important streets in to have on your radar? Yeah, so if you're going to go to New Orleans, you're going to want to know Canal Street, Bourbon Street, Royal Street, Decatur Street, Frenchman, and Magazine Street. And Will, can you just give us a quick rundown on each one of those and what you're going to find on each one? Sure. Canal Street is maybe, it's kind of the border of French Quarter and the Financial District. So cross into one, you're going into the other area. Uh, Bourbon Street is the heart of Frenchman Quarter. It's the uh, really popular party street. Royal Street has all of these uh, exhibitions, some of the nicer hotels, maybe some of the nicer shopping uh, areas. Decatur uh, is kind of like at the end of French Quarter, and it's right on uh, the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So there's a a lot of uh, parks there. By a lot of parks, I mean there's a handful of parks there. And there's um, a Frenchman's market there too. It's really cool. So it's a local farmer's market. And um, let's see, uh, Frenchman Street is the jazz club street. So if mm-hmm. you want to see some jazz clubs, you're going to go to Frenchman Street. And then Magazine Street is another shopping uh, street that extends from the financial district of New Orleans all the way to all the way to an area called Garden City, which is a really pretty little area. Did you two have dinner reservations at all, or did you just kind of? Yeah, fly by? I I made it. Pretty. Uh, I, I went pretty safe and had reservations for all of these restaurants. They're some of these restaurants are super popular. Yeah. Um. So you are going to need reservations. Like for Dookie Chase to be safe, you're going to need reservations. It's good. Yeah. And that was we did that for lunch. It seems like yeah. reservations are the way to go if you want to be safe for anything because we would be sitting there waiting for our reservations and inevitably there would be at least one group of people that would come in asking to be seated and the hostess would have to turn them away and say, no, we're, yeah. we're all booked up yeah. reservations only. So I was looking at restaurants a week ahead and almost all of them were like booked up for the times I was looking at. I got like the last reservation for Dookie chase and wow. one of the last reservations for hot 10 for the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, get your reservations in a, a ahead of time. Before we get to our interview, I do want to go over some standby items. Just see any odds and ends that were left out that you can educate and warn us about. Of course. New Orleans. Let's talk about it. It's safety and other info with standby items. Here we go. People buried above ground? What's up with that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so New Orleans uh, sits on top of a water table. And if you dig six feet into the ground, you're going to hit that water table. So uh, because of that, they do not have uh, cemeteries as we know them here in the north or probably around most of the United States. They bury above the ground. Mm-hmm. So there are these, it, make, it makes for some really cool cemeteries, some mm-hmm. really beautiful ornate tombs and stuff like that. Right. Um, and because of that, there are no underground transportations like subways. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, what are some key places that you just can't miss when you go there? Sure. Um, so there are some notable New Orleans staples. There's the Po' Boys, there's the Mufaletta, there are beignets, gumbos, snowballs, and hurricane, hurricanes. If you're interested in Po' Boys, I recommend the Nola Po' Boys on bourbon. If you're interested in Mufalettas, which is a sandwich, it's like an Italian deli sandwich, mm-hmm. recommend going to Central Grocery off of Decatur. Beignets, you've already talked about this. You got to go to Cafe Du Monde. Uh, gumbo, I couldn't eat. So I can't recommend anything for you. Same. I believe there's vegetarian gumbo. There might be. It would, but who would ever get that? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't speak on that, to be honest. Yeah, maybe not then. You know what? I'm thinking of paella. Oh, uh, yeah, you're thinking of paella. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know no, you're gumbo good. is. No, you're good, man. Real quick, and a po' boy is a traditional sandwich from Louisiana. It almost always consists of meat. 
which is usually roast beef or fried seafood, often shrimp, crawfish, fish, oysters, or crab. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good super good. Yeah, chicken. I went for the I went for the chicken. Really good. Um, but <laughs> there is a, a really famous bar called Pat O'Brien's that are known for these things called hurricanes. Yeah. And if you look up they things have to do, hurricanes everywhere though. They, they do. They do have hurricanes everywhere. But if you look up, uh, I don't know, uh, places to see some of like the touristy places, Pat O'Brien's is going to pop up for hurricanes. Sure. And I almost, rec- I almost wish that we would have got another hurricane at another place to compare it to. I was thinking but the same thing. We did not enjoy it. Uh, it was kind of like cough syrup, and they're huge. So if like you're interested in it and you have a group of people, maybe get one, try it, try it. See if you yes. like it. So, um, if you have any straws. fond, yeah. If you have fond memories of drinking Robitussin as a child, then yeah. you'll definitely like it. But what flavor did you get? It, there was that. Was There's only the one. Yeah. That's, you yeah. Say, it's like I a cherry like, based yeah. drink, but it doesn't, t- it tastes like yeah. Robitussin. Same with the grenade. Like you say, I would like one hurricane please. And then they hand it to you. It's actually less intimidating when going up to a bar with all the options. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never been confident at a bar, especially a loud one where you have to scream your order and everyone can hear it. <laughs> well, I'll that's do, the nice uh, thing about the takeout, the beer. to go. You can yeah. just make it really easy Ooh. to get. There you go. Get liquored up. There you go. 2005, we had Hurricane Katrina, unfortunately. Were there parts that were... I know, could you see the devastation? I know we're going to talk to Debbie a little bit later about this. Yeah. Um, so in the French Quarter, definitely not. Uh, it looks fine. But I guess in some parts uh, of New Orleans, there are, they're still recovering. Yeah. Not not large parts. I'm sure. talking like little pockets. Okay. From what I've heard from locals. Uh, gotcha. So, Did you feel comfortable asking people about it? Uh, honestly, people were pretty free to bring it up at times. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just be like, oh, well, you ask them, how long have you been in New Orleans? And that kind of organically leads to them sure. mentioning Katrina at some point. And they'll talk about their experience yeah. or whether or not they stayed. Okay. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I want to hear about ghost tours. Did you do one? Do you wish you would have? I, I I think we both wish we would have done it. Yeah, definitely. I think it would have been a pretty exciting fun, different thing. Cause there's a huge economy in uh, new Orleans based off of voodoo ghosts and uh, vampires, all that kind of lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I don't know. Uh, this is just speculation, but uh, there was a woman that lived in new Orleans who was known as the voodoo queen. Okay. Um, Madame yeah. Madame Laveau. Uh, so I, I think that's why there's a huge re- economy related to voodoo, but yeah. um, that's just a guess, but got it. keep in mind that there's a huge economy related to that. I can guess where you got those shoes. Ah, yeah. Okay, so this might have been a tip, but you, okay, if you walk around uh, the Jackson Square area, you'll probably come across these guys that'll come up to you and they'll be like, hey, I bet I can guess where you got those shoes. This is what's going to happen. If you entertain them and you say, okay, Even yeah, for a second. Even for a second. If you're like, okay, yeah, go ahead and guess. They're going to say any place in the world and then they're going to hound you until you pay them money to leave them alone. So how do you get rid of them? Just tell them you got your shoes in New Orleans. Or even just tell them you got their got your shoes in like wherever you're from. Just tell them where you got your shoes and they're going to leave you alone. Otherwise, they're just going to hound you. We got asked like maybe five or six times within like a three-hour period uh, in like maybe a mile, two-mile span. So like... It's pretty frequent and definitely I, I thought it was like a laughable tip when I heard of it, but huh. it came into play like I think maybe within an the hour or two oh, that we were there. It was really quick. I, I was kind of like, wow. Can't okay. stand that kind of stuff. Yeah. It bugs was, me. It was crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so did you find did you find that often people offering help with the expectation of money? Yes. Yeah, there were. There were uh yeah, we ran into uh, a few guys that would offer help and then they had the expectation of being given money. Sure. It's so much, some, something as simple as like just asking you like, Hey, where are you trying to go? And you tell them like, I'm just trying to find, you know, this place. And then they'll either tell you really bad advice just to give you something in hopes of money, or they'll try and steer you to some location that I'm presuming is going to give them money. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So they, there's definitely an alter, ulterior motive yeah. for some of these guys. So We learned to be wary of whenever people would approach us with 
um, what we assumed was generosity, we soon learned was, you know, had the motivation and expectation of being given cash. And to be fair, the one guy told us that as much. Yeah. He said, you know, it's, it's courteous that if someone gives you a tip that you give them a tip back. Sure. And I mean, he had given us maybe like two sentences and we, and he approached us. So yeah, we yeah. learned that pretty quickly. seems like in every city there's like the key trick or tricks. And I feel like in each episode we should try to make it a point to touch on those. <laughs> right. So like you yeah. touched on new Orleans, like I know in Beijing there was the tea house trick. Um, and, and we'll talk about that on our in, uh, in, Beijing episode in Paris. There was the <laughs> rose trick. Um, yeah. It, New York gets the CD trick. Although you yeah. do get a CD, but yeah. it's blank. <laughs> yeah. It's just like oh, a I just virus. gave away the, the No, it was just a blank disc. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But, yeah, so anyways. It's better than a virus. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyways. Um, tell me about the service. Okay, so uh, uh, New Orleans is known as the Big Easy. Um, that comes from uh, being known as like being as big as New York, kind of having that ambiance, but moving a lot slower. Uh, and so I don't know if that's why, but service, we didn't have like great restaurant service at any of the restaurants we went to. Uh, like waiters and waitresses were really, really super attentive. Um, so I don't know. I, I, there was one where we just had to like wait 45 minutes just to like order between drinks and dinner or something mm-hmm. like that. But just like keep in mind that maybe you might be at a restaurant longer just because of the service. Sure. Sure. I want to talk about Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Is it like when Lent is finished? Is that how it works? There's fat Tuesdays before Lent or is that Mardi Gras? Shoot. We need a resident Catholic on here who can really just (laughs) set us straight. If you could figure it out, but Mardi Gras, there is a big tourism draw. It's different every year. It's usually, it's always I remember it always in February that I know sometimes it's in March. I'm sure it's maybe even in April too. I don't know, but I usually think February. Um, it's going to be a pretty big, um, it's going to get pretty crazy. I, I just thought this was interesting. There are some cruise ships that will do, uh, they'll go start in Florida and then they'll like stop in New Orleans for like three days. So you get to enjoy the craziness of Mardi Gras, but then you get to go back to the ship where it's actually going to be quieter than if you stayed like on bourbon street. I I do remember those sending some clients to new Orleans during Mardi Gras and they specifically asked for like rooms that faced the inner courtyard as opposed to the street, which I think makes sense. So there's a little Mardi Gras tip for you, or maybe just any time of the year tip when you're going to new Orleans. Like if you're like, you know, I like the party scene, but I don't want to be kept up all night. I like my sleep. Yeah. Then email the hotel, call them after you book your yeah. room and just say, Hey, can I request a room that faces like if there's an inner courtyard or something like that, that's sure. going to be quieter than the street view. Yeah. yeah that's good. Um, there is one thing that we didn't talk about that is actually really cool. Uh, and we didn't get a chance to actually experience this because of COVID, but there is a, uh, celebration that occurs and it's a spontaneous kind of celebration. It's Mm -hmm. called a second line celebration. Yeah. And what that is, it'll just be like people marching through the streets, just an impromptu March Yeah. uh, in celebration, playing music and just having just a small little parade. And they sometimes, or I guess more often than not can be associated with uh, funerals. There is a big funeral going on uh, in the neighborhood we were staying at in Cheme. And you could hear the second line celebrations and it was more of just a celebration of life. And that's a sort of theme that goes on with New Orleans is that New Orleans just has a sense of celebration when it comes to life and they don't mourn at uh, funerals. They celebrate the life and they have these second life celebrations. So it's a really powerful uh, uh, visual and it's really cool even just to hear it. We didn't get a chance to actually see it. We saw like the remnants of it, but we got to hear it in our Airbnb and it was just really cool. Nice. All right. Well, it's always cool hearing from the tourists. <laughs> yeah. However, it can be even more cool to hear from the locals. So let's get Debbie on here and hear about what it's like from a local standpoint. It's an It's very exciting to have Debbie 
from Pelican, New Orleans with us tonight. Debbie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your personal history with New Orleans? Oh, well, I came to New Orleans in 1974, sight unseen. Never been here. I fell in love with it, and I stayed until 1996, 22 years. Then I had to leave. I went back to the West Coast, and I was gone for several years, uh, about 19, I guess. And then uh, I thought, I really miss New Orleans. And so in 2015, I came back, and I'm here to stay. Wow. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. So really eager to hear from a non-tourist perspective, uh, from a local perspective, what do you do when friends or family come to visit you? Where do you take them as a local? What, what places are you so excited to show them? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've been told I give a great tour. And some of the things that I always include, of course, we have to go to the French Quarter and walk around because it's the original uh, the original heart of the city. That was the city of New Orleans. And it's very historic, and uh, there's just so much to see and do there. And, you, you know, you couldn't come to New Orleans without spending some time there. Absolutely. I also like to take people to the riverfront, which part of that is in the French Quarter also. The Mississippi River is just the most magnificent. They call it the Mighty Mississippi, and it truly is. And here, there's so much going on along our riverfront, um, not just, you know, with the shipping and, and barges and riverboats and just, you know, so much going on all the time. And the river rises and lowers and rises and lowers. I've even seen in spring when there's been a harsh winter, I've seen chunks of ice floating down the river past New Orleans. Um, it's just the most incredible river. And I always take people up where we can stand up there and look at it. And I tell them about the history of the river. And, you know, it's like the life's blood of, of so much of the country. And uh, it's just a fascinating history. And I, I like history. so. I always make sure I show them that. Um, I guess I would always include City Park. Uh, it's one of the oldest parts of the city. City Park is so big. People think of Central Park in New York, and they don't realize that our little city park here in New Orleans is a third, again, larger than New, New, uh, New York's mm. Central Park. Wow. It is it's huge. huge. Yeah. It's super yes. pretty. And it's Oh, it's beautiful. And the oak trees have been there for hundreds of years. And we have, you know, all kinds of things where there's storylands for kids and you've got paddle boats. You can, you know, paddle up and down the canals and the, there's just, there's an equestrian side and there's so much going on there. It's just amazing. And it's so beautiful. It's, you just have to spend time or at least drive through it if you're on a, a tight time frame. Um, the history of it, the dueling oak. Uh, where they used to actually have duels, you know, years, hundreds of years ago, the Museum of Art. There's just, it's, it's so beautiful. I just can't, I, I never get tired of it. I, <laughs> I've been through there and spent so much time there over the years, and I never, ever get tired of it. <laughs> um, I guess one of the things that I really like to throw at people is if they've never been here before, I drive up from City Park and I drive up over the levee and come down on Lakeshore Boulevard. And people go, oh, my goodness, are we at the Gulf of Mexico? And that's oh, wow. Lake Pontchartrain. Yeah. Oh. It, it's, it's so big. It borders the whole northern uh, top of New Orleans and it's uh, you know, Jefferson Parish and all that by the airport. Mm -hmm. But what's so amazing is that at the narrowest part, it's like 24 miles across. You can't oh, wow. see the other side. No. And so if, if no one knows better, they, they just see this massive body of water with this beautiful park along, you know, the whole border of it is all park in the city. And they all think they're at the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I get a kick out of that. And I have to explain to them, you know, no. And then we'll go sit in a restaurant out at the lakefront and talk about the history and, you know, some of the storm damage and things like that that have uh, gone on there. But you know, just sit up on the balcony of a restaurant and overlook the, the lake or watch the sunset or, or something, something just to enjoy it. Um, it's it's amazing. And, of course, when people come here, you have to eat, okay? Yeah, I was <laughs> going to ask, so what, do, what do you do for food? Uh, oh, my God. Um, I like to get people to eat a little bit of everything. Okay. One of my, one of my go-tos is a cannoli at Angelo Bricotta's. Okay, it's the best cannoli in the world, and I've eaten them all over the world. Yeah. It's the best ever. 
it's the best ever. And if they ever gave out the recipe, they'd have to kill you. So um, <laughs> it's best to just go in and buy it and eat it. And I've never had anyone um, you know, dispute the fact that it's the best cannoli they've ever eaten. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So there's a plug That's for bricotas. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Fantastic. But there's so much food. I mean, our seafood is so varied and so fresh. It's right out of the Gulf and the water base. Sure. Um, our oysters, I mean, I love our oysters. And honestly, I don't like oysters anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've become an oyster um, snob. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. And we, you know, we eat alligator. We eat a little, I mean, wow, alligator. Road, roadkill here is like you know Sunday dinner. So yeah. we, uh, we eat everything here. We eat everything, and That's it's great. prepared. Our chefs are just creative and um, just amazing. Uh, uh, there's just always something new cooking up in a in kitchen here. It's fabulous. Just fabulous. Debbie, I was curious. I'm uh, wondering, what is your favorite thing to do in the French Quarter? Huh. Well, when I was younger, it was probably drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really enjoy dining there. I like just walking around and, and going in and out of the shops and the galleries. There's some wonderful galleries there. Absolutely. Um, again, going up, going up to the riverfront, the moonwalk. Um, of course, you can't go down there without going to, uh, you know, having coffee and beignets. And there's several places you can get them at. Um, that's kind of a must that you must see. And uh, at Christmas time, I love to go around and look at all the decorations in the hotel lobbies. They really go all out for that. So, you know, it's just you can spend a whole day and evening down there. And the, you know, the music in the streets, and then at night, you know, you've got live music coming at you from open doors. Um, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, August 2005, there was a Category Ooh. 5. Hurricane off the Atlantic, Hurricane Katrina. Uh-huh. Are you willing to share a bit about a bit about this catastrophe and how it changed so many lives? And uh, and also, have you seen? Has there been any good that's come from it? Oh, uh, that's a loaded question. I was actually not living here when Katrina hit. Um, I was watching it closely, uh, telling friends to leave town that this was going to be a bad one. But I did come into the city just a few weeks after it happened. So I got to see the devastation at first hand. And it was just unbelievable, just utterly unbelievable. Um, of course, people still asked for the Katrina tour, uh, which they, they were doing right after the storm. They were driving through these just decimated neighborhoods and people were gawking out of bus windows. It was, I thought it was kind of not very good taste, but. People still want to, you know, they want to come see the damaged levees and all that. But you know, that was almost 16 years ago. Everything has been rebuilt. Um, neighborhoods have been rebuilt. Levees have been rebuilt. Pumping stations. Um, neighborhoods banded together. You know, it's, but, you know, if you really looked hard, you could probably find, like, you know, the ruins of a restaurant or a lakefront that washed away. There's a few pilings sticking out. But. You know, the city is, is back with a vengeance, and they have put it behind them and gone forward. So there's really, there's nothing to see. It's a, a bad memory in everyone's mind and heart, and it's just go forward. Can you ask locals about it? Or would Some you, people would will you talk about it. Yeah. Some people will talk about it. I know people that have actually have PTSD. Yeah. You just mentioned it, and they, they just start to see it because they lost everything, or they might have lost a loved one, or you know, lost their home and every single thing in it. Um, and then some people just kind of go, oh, yeah, boy, that was a big one. So I think one of the good things is it taught people to pay more attention. So when they do say mandatory evacuation, people that never used to leave, they do now. So that saves lives. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Any word of advice for someone wanting to visit New Orleans, maybe for the first time, how would you best guide them? Oh, <laughs> Well, that's a good one. <laughs> My first advice would be don't rent a car. Okay. I'm sorry, car rental agencies, but honestly, the city is, is quite compact. Yeah. We have uh, the historic streetcars that run all over the city. Walking in the French Quarter is an experience that you don't want to miss. We have pedicabs all over downtown and the French Quarter that are happy to take you 24-7. They'll take you wherever you want to go. Um, 
if you want to go out of town or drive over to the Pacific Coast, if you want to rent a car for a day, fine. But, you know, like we offer all kinds of different tours, our company, and we offer uh, pickup service at or near your hotel for just about every tour we do. So, uh, and and driving, parking is, is very scarce, very expensive. And we have a lot of one-way streets, and they have unpronounceable, unreadable names. So trying to get uh, follow a map or get directions, mm-hmm. um, and most of your GPS mispronounces the streets because right. they don't have the local, the local, you know, yeah. accent or whatever. Like it'll say instead of Chapitulis, which by the way starts with a T, it'll say uh, Chapitulis or something, something crazy. <laughs> right. You have no idea where you are. And also directionally, we're very challenged because the east bank of the river is actually west and the west bank of the river is actually east. So that makes north and south completely opposite of what they are too. So someone says, I live on the west bank. It's not really the west directionally. So it's very confusing. I wouldn't recommend that. Right. Um, I would tell people use the, the public transit. It's also an experience. You'll ride on. St. Charles Streetcar. It's the it's the one of two moving uh, historical uh, registered uh, you know historic mar- landmarks in the country, and it's it's fun to ride. It's it's really fun. Beautiful homes along St. Charles Avenue. So you really want to do that. Um, so you know that I would say come with an open mind. Uh, leave your diet at home. <laughs> yeah, so don't, don't come down here. Yeah, don't come down here and tell me you're on a diet or you're, right. you're on uh, keto or something like that. Because yeah. I'm going to just take you to the airport. <laughs> you can go right home again. <laughs> no, That's good. That's seriously, good. seriously. Uh, um, me, some of the ahead. restaurants are, are going along with that now. You know, some of the vegan and things like that. So it's a little bit easier for people to eat. But yeah. uh, if you don't like fish or fried food, you know, you're in trouble. Sure. Sure. Give us some of your um, top hotel recommendations, if just one or two, if you don't mind. Oh, my goodness. There's so many great hotels. The Montleon in the French Quarter is very historic. We okay. have the Ritz-Carlton on Canal Street, which Ooh, wow. is uh, a historic building, but it's also first-class, beautiful spa, beautiful hotel. Sure. Um, yeah, the uh, they're renovating the World Trade Center, and that's going to be a luxury hotel and condominium. Wow. The Hilton Riverside... 20, I forget how many stories it is, 2,200 rooms, great view, looking right over the river. And there's all kinds of little boutique hotels throughout the French Quarter, too, that are just marvelous. I mean, you they're in old homes and old buildings, and um, they have, you know, you walk up a hallway to get to your room, and you get a turn, go up three stairs, and then go down the hallway. <laughs> it's, wow. it's challenging, but it's, they're beautiful. I mean, they're just really quaint, really That's quaint. Cool. There's too many Omni hotels. What's up with that? Can, can you cut through the brush and just what's the best Omni hotel to stay at if you're a tourist? Oh, gee, that's a tough one. Um, I don't stay in the quarter you know, much anymore downtown, yeah. but, yeah. Uh, you know, there's just, uh, it's hard to pick. So and the I, French I know Quarter one? Hotel yeah. Manager, so, yeah, sure. I, that's a great location. I mean, okay, the perfect. Omni Royal is, the Omni Royal was developed by the same guy that developed um, Park City, Utah. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, Edgar Stern. Um, he and his wife were very, very active here. And the Longview Gardens, which was their home, is this they gave it to the city that's open for tours. Hmm. But uh, you know, it's a beautiful hotel. It really is a beautiful hotel, and it's right smack dab in the middle of everything. So you can walk to every restaurant, the, the cathedral, Jackson Square, the river, everything. Debbie, you've been far so, too kind. Give a plug for your company. Tell us about. Pelican New Orleans as we wrap it up. Oh, well, Pelican New Orleans is like an umbrella. We're the umbrella company. And under it, we operate Cajun Encounters Tours, which uh, operates probably the, the highest rated and the fabulous swamp tour in the whole state of Louisiana. We have the legendary walking tours, and that's self-explanatory. We do walking tours in the quarter. Um, when they reopen the Garden District for tours, they do uh, ghost tours. We do a lot of private tours that we do um, for food tasting, pub crawls, things like that. Yeah. Um, we have a restaurant in the French Quarter called Coterie, which is open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And uh, Audubon Limousine is our transportation company. And you can get a sedan, an SUV. You can get your motor coach for 55 people. Wow. So we can move our people everywhere. And when a group comes in, they contact me as the group sales manager. And I put together 
pretty much customized itineraries for these people. And I could pick them up at the airport, shuttle them around, take them to their activities, set up their tours, dining, out of town, take go up to the plantations, and keep them busy every day, every day, until I take them back to the airport at the end of the week or whatever they're staying. So if you have any... And we do custom tours for, you know, small groups, large groups, international. We have foreign-speaking guides. Uh, anything you want, we can provide it. Great. I love it. Fantastic. Debbie, cannot thank you enough for being with us. You represent your city and your company very well. Thanks so much for being on the Travel well, Podcast. I love it. <laughs> Brian and Will, thank you so much for uh, for including me on this. It was my pleasure. Yeah, and absolutely. come to New Orleans, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. You know, one thing that makes this podcast unique from other travel podcasts is that we're actually travel agents and we work for a travel agency. My great-grandfather started a travel agency over 100 years ago, and we have the pleasure of working there now as travel agents. The yep. travel agency is called Kima Travel. You can find us online at www.kima.travel. Kima spelled C-H-I-M-A. And the best part is that when you support Kima Travel by letting us book your trips, you're also supporting this podcast. So you get our great service as travel agents and you're supporting your favorite travel podcast. Absolutely. And if you're not interested in booking a trip right now, but you want to support the show, you can find us at buymeacoffee.com. And you can find our particular page in the description below. We are at buymeacoffee.com slash the travel agents. We're the travel agents. That's the end of our show. Make sure to comment and subscribe.